podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on a crimson elephant toy, what a beautiful noise. Hang your stockings and fill them with sugar, here comes Bosco's Boys. boys are back and with this episode i can confirm we are going to have a show all five days this week just in case some breaking news happens like another turn in the chiefs aholic story uh this is being recorded at 502 on monday the 19th you guys are probably hearing this on the 21st which is also national signing day so if something crazy happened uh I don't know about it yet. You know, someone who might have an idea about it because I think he knows more about everything than he ever leads on. He is now, I believe, a three or four time guest on Bosco's Boys. He might have to let me know. He had the biggest collapse in Bosco's Boys uh, trivia history. He was on the original Behind the Wildcats show series that was about was supposed to be like 10 episodes, turned out to only be two. He is maybe the best-looking human I know, but also one of the nicest humans I know. One of the best dog dads in the world, about to be one of the best real dads in the world. He is the father of Ralph. He has a very important title with K-State Athletics that we'll talk about later. It is the man, the myth, the legend, Cody Ezern. Cody, how are you doing? Uh, just keep in mind, I didn't talk about how you worked for Missouri a little bit after you uh, graduated from K-State. I'm not going to throw that out there. But how are you doing? It's the Christmas season. I know you're probably the only man in the world more busy than I am right now. So thank you for joining me today. Uh, Scott, you know, thanks for having me on. I was, you know, feeling really good until you had to bring up my collapse in jeopardy from two years ago. You know, you always have to carry that over my head. Uh, I, I really thought I had the one in the bag there. But uh, yeah, I've been good. Had job changed since then got a dog i think since then got a house uh wait you have two dogs well just a dog now you know i got ralph so oh i thought you had ralph back then when did you get ralph uh it would have been summer of 21 i do believe okay so yeah no that that, ralph is new since then wow yes i just i love the ralph content we'll talk about like what what you got going on and, and you put out so much content into the world uh, you know, on Twitter, on Instagram, just, you know, all that type of stuff. But my favorite stuff is stuff from your personal account with Ralph. Yeah, you know, it's got to, I got to have a work-life balance. And uh, Ralph is basically my whole life. I mean, I got my wife and the kid and everything too, you know, but uh, once I get home, I go put the dog dad hat on and uh, kind of step away from the, the K-State Twitter and go to the Ralph Twitter. <laughs> well, the Ralph Twitter is absolutely great. So, First, before we get into all of this stuff, uh, since we last talked, you were you're moving up the ladder at K State. Uh, I want you to kind of you know tell everyone, hey, what's your new title? And you did predominantly stuff with the basketball team. Now I know you're still doing stuff with basketball, but I mean it's basically everything now, right? Yeah. So uh, I was the video producer for men's basketball. Technically, it was athletics, but I was eighty five percent men's basketball. 
Um, this past summer, we had Jay Moline, who was here for 10 years, basically the godfather of K-State uh, athletics, uh, left us just kind of, you know, just move on with life, how it goes. Um, so we kind of reshifted our balances, kind of figured out what we needed, and we kind of created a creative services department. So I'm now the senior director of creative services, which kind of includes our graphic design team, our social media team. Um, I, I say I babysit uh, our football uh, new, new rookies. We got Alec Hanlon and Chandler Mixon. They're both, uh, Chandler just graduated, Alex a senior still at K-State. So he's doing school and working. Uh, so I oversee those two. Um, and it's kind of making sure our, our brand can be as big as possible here at K-State. Yes, as uh, the one-time co-host of the show, Grant, would say, it is gargantuan. Um, so I, I want I want to first, I, I want to talk about how big of a fan of Jay Moline I am. Uh, Jay, I, I regret never getting Jay on the show. And hell, I mean, I'm, I might need to get him on to tell some uh, some stories. Jay was absolutely massive. And I think a lot of folks, I, I think really uh, when, when K-State, you know, uh, you know, creative stuff, whether it be on Twitter, on any of the social media, all the graphics, all that type of stuff, really started taking off. I, I think it is, uh, you know, one time, uh, you know, a guest of the show, Emily Starkey, who has moved on to the NFL, she started going viral with her TikTok work for K-State football. That went through the roof. We've seen her move on to the NFL. We've seen Jay move on. We've seen a lot of folks kind of come in and out of, uh, you know, the creative services uh, social media, all that type of stuff over the last, you know, eight to nine years. What is it about uh, either, you know, attracting talent to K-State or what is it about what, what goes on inside that building that says, hey, while the names may change, while some of the content might, you know, differ a little bit, it's been elite across the board, not just football, not just basketball, just elite across the board for the better part of the last seven, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, it has to do with the people. I mean, as Bill once said, you come because of the people, you stay because of the people. But as we do job interviews with other people to fill in our creative services or its other departments, uh, we tell people, I mean, we love what we do here at K-State and we find people that love to be at K-State. Even if you haven't been here or didn't graduate from here, uh, we bring in people that they fit the mold of who we are, just kind of put your nose down. We're not the biggest athletic department, as we always say, but we're willing to work hard and we have the right pieces. Um, we're basically like the football team. You know, we have a lot of three stars. We got a couple four stars in there, um, but we do the most with what we have. And um, I mean, we just love what we do. Uh, it's kind of like going to the Big 12 Championship. Uh, Jay Moline would always have the quote "confetti ready," which basically means any big moment you got to be ready for. You got to be prepped for. Um, so a, a lot of the time, that's that is what you're doing is prepping a lot of stuff for what could happen. And luckily, a lot of stuff has been happening for us to to show that off. Definitely. If you just look at it in the last, you know, let's say since late March, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about the events that set that all off. But since late March, it, it feels like there has just been like banger after banger. I feel like, it, you know, once every couple of weeks, we'll, we'll see some sort of graphic go up talking about the reach that you guys got on a handful of tweets uh, and some TikToks, Instagram stuff, all that type of stuff. Has there been one or two whether it be like projects like with some of the uniform reveal stuff back with football or, you know, maybe it's the big 12 championship or maybe it's some of the stuff you guys would, did with drone tang with the basketball team early on. What has been like maybe your favorite thing that you guys have put out into the world over the last six months, I guess, oh, nine months, we'll say nine months. Yeah, that is, that is tough. Honestly, it is, it is really tough. Cause I mean, 
for my, so back when I was a video producer, like I'd be creating stuff and I was hands-on. So like, you know, you see it, but now I'm posting so much stuff. It's all kind of going through there. Um, Preston Kerner, he's uh, been with our football team for 10 years. So we got Preston and Alec, but Preston's kind of like the, the tenured guy. He makes all the Friday morning hype videos. Uh, his, his hype for the Big 12 championship uh, is either that one or before the KU game. I was like, told him like, that was your best. Like I've been here for four years. I went to school here. So basically 10 years I've been around. I'm like, that is your best video yet. Um, and then, I mean, Alec Hanlon stepped up, obviously, with all the recaps after football games. But, um, I'm a sucker for stand-up for the champions. So when that went out, you know, that's, that is big time. I kept watching the video in the stadium thinking like, okay, are, are we going to are we gonna get the video in there? Because back when they won it in 2012, you know, I'm down on the field, you know, field rush happened, the tr- trophy presentation. Like, sure enough, they queued it up. And I was thinking to myself down on the field like, oh, man, they got that out there so fast. So part of me was just like looking up there, but I think I was in a bar back in Dallas. Cause I, I, I was not going to try to get into, you know, Texas live after that, that there's way too many people for that. I'm just sitting there. I'm actually in the bathroom and I see it come across. And what do I do? I'm just right there in, in the bathroom at a bar in Dallas, Texas, watching that video, almost tearing up because, you know, there's something special about that stand up for the champions video. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, there was already emotions running high. So, I mean, we had, I think we had like six pieces of content ready to go within 30. I mean, we pre-prepped all those videos. Um, we had a student back here at K-State that was editing as the game was going on and it was able to put it together um, as that was going on. So like we knew we'd have, we'd wait a little bit because we had all the confetti photos and team celebration. We had the little meme video against TCU that, you know, we wanted to get the little shot jab in there. Um, I, I, I need to come back to that one. Keep, keep going, but I, I want to come back to that video. Yeah. And so like, I mean, it was probably the week before um, we're like, Hey, we need to get a stand up for the champions going like, you know, just in case have they're ready. Cause that's, that's, a gargantuan moment as they would say but uh yeah th- there's actually a really funny story behind the 2012 uh stand up for the champions video that we have in athletics um i'll tell you that one off off screen sometime but uh. <laughs> oh, okay well i i can't wait to hear that one uh i i'm i'm going to I'm, i might ask you after we stop recording because now my interest is peaked uh but going back to that uh the the meme video and kind of to and it's not just football we've seen the K-State, uh, you know, whether it's athletics, K-State football, just on social media, add just a little bit of extra spice. You know, th- there's been some fun little, uh, you know, borderline trolling tweets out there. There was also that nice little billboard, uh, you know, wishing all of our friends driving back to Columbia, Missouri after that. Uh, what kind of has gone into that change? Is it just like, hey, it's, it, it's a changing world where some of this stuff maybe like six years ago, might've been a little taboo. Now it's just like, Hey, social media accounts, creative accounts are able to have a little bit of fun at the expense of, uh, you know, the friends on the losing side of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's a hundred percent that you got to play into kind of your fan base and your recruits and everything like that, where I would say, and you you're on the forefront of it all. I mean, K-State Twitter fans, I don't know if it's over the last year or what, maybe since Tang, maybe I'm just paying more attention to it. have gone just mad on social media. Like, you know, you have the, uh, whoever the, Texas tech guy is, is always like talking about the best fan bases and everything like that. And it's always K-State at the top. So you got to plan to that a little bit. And I mean, you see other schools doing it. So you got to do it in a tasteful manner. Um, but like the, yeah, the Baidu's, um, Josh Strong, he's our graphic designer and one of our photographers. He kind of had that idea of just throwing up the sign with the deuces up there. And uh, that was, I mean, that thing went absolutely viral too. And that was just like a photo of a billboard, which is like funny how I, you just never know what's going to pop off on social media anymore, but uh, yeah, you, you got to have a little flair and a little fun with it. 
So the TCU, TCU went viral uh, a handful of times, usually towards the end of the season, doing their kind of TikTok meme videos. And I think it got progressively weirder and weirder as someone who like, I'm not, you know, I, I'm about to, I'm turning 31 in eight days as, as of recording this. When folks are listening to this, I will be six days away from turning 31. So I'm an old, I don't get it. But uh, we did, I believe earlier in the season, or maybe it was like one of the pregame ones, we did a version of that, or I shouldn't say we, you guys did a version of that early on. And it, it was brought to my attention when I was talking about, oh yeah, you know, TC's doing that. That's pretty cool. The the, the one we did earlier in the season, you guys did in the, early in the season, it was there. But how long in the works or how, how quickly did that one get put together where it was, hey, we are going, going to go full on at TCU. Like they win at everyone else. Uh, how long was that in the chamber waiting for the win? Um, and how much fun did your team have making that video? Uh, that was straight up on, I think, Sunday afternoon after we beat KU, or maybe it was Monday. I was like, hey, we are doing this. So I told, uh, it was, I'm trying to think, it was either Alec or one of our students. I'm like, hey, we got to make this. Like, they've been trolling everybody all year. And, like, uh, the opening of it is from Max Keeble's Big Move, which is, like, my brother's favorite movie growing up. And we watch it all the time. And I'm like, we have to put this out there. Uh, and I was like, my brain, I don't comprehend it either. I'm also 27, about to be 28. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get why people love it. I'm like, just go as weird as possible. And uh, the guy, Alec, he made it, I think, on like Thursday night. He's like, I'm coming back in at midnight. I'm going to go minimal sleep because I just need to be in a weird state of mind to make this. And he texted me like at three in the morning with the video. And he's like, I don't know what they do down at TCU, but this is as good as I can get. So uh, it, it, it matched some of theirs because, I mean, TCU's videos were out of this world for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I want to give credit where credit's due. They had a great video, and there there are a lot of, and I think it's the world we're living in, the the move towards social media. I think there's a lot of fun stuff going on in the uh, Big 12 Conference. But how about what's going on on the official Big 12 Twitter account? Ever since Brett Yormark came in, uh, they, they seem to, you know, I, t I talk about a little bit of spice. They've, they've taken their trolling right to the Pac-12, to the Big Ten, to the ACC, even the SEC. Uh, as someone who's working at K-State, someone who is a sports fan, someone who's on social media, how have you liked the Big 12 kind of, you know, taking over the narrative on social media and really playing into that younger, hipper, cooler demographic on Twitter? Oh, I mean, I absolutely love it. Like, you know, you grow up a K-State fan, everything, you're like, oh, Big Ten, uh, SEC, all that stuff. And then the conference uh, realignment over the last couple of years, you know, it's like Big 12 is going to fall. And so it's like finally just telling our own narrative. And I mean, that's something we do at K-State too. It's you got to tell your narrative or else people are going to say you're just a farm town, you know, it's hard to get to all that stuff. Um, we've actually, this year, we've met a lot. Uh, Emily McMillan's our director of social media. So she runs a lot of the athletic, main athletic account and the women's basketball. We partner a lot with the athletics, but uh, we've met with Sarah, who is the big 12 social media manager quite a few times. And she's all open. If she has ideas, it's a, uh, She's trying to collab with other teams to build up their brands. Cause I mean, at the big 12 has one of the bigger followings out of all the teams besides like, you know, your Texas's and all those, but uh, so if we can collab with them, it builds up our brand. And then while we collab with them, it builds their brand as well. So. Speaking of brand, some of the videos that I, I think really do a good job of telling the story of K state are those videos that usually start with those, you know, overlooking shots of Bill Snyder family stadium or of Manhattan, all that type of stuff. 
I think, and I could be wrong, are you the drone behind that? Are you the one running the drone? Or who's getting all these drone shots, these aerial shots over the stadiums, over Manhattan for some of these great, uh, you know, videos just talking about how great Manhattan and K-State is? Yeah, it's a mixture of a lot of us. Um, in the summertime, it was a lot of me. Um, I had a little bit more free time back then to get up and go do some things. Uh, as it's getting colder, I try not to stay outside too often. But uh, we have a student, uh, Max, who is a really good uh, drone pilot. Um, he, he's done volleyball this entire past year. He's done a lot of other things helping us out with, um, Preston's flown a little bit here and there. So it's, it's a team of pilots. Um, obviously, like I said, once it gets a little colder, maybe if the snow comes back out, I'll get out there, but, uh, yeah, there's quite a few of us that get out and fly. So I don't know how many drones you guys have at your disposal, but you know, I, if you guys are bored in the summer, I think you guys need to come up with some sort of you know, race path along Manhattan, videotape it and see, all right, all right, who can get a shot of, you know, K Hill and then back to Bill Snyder Family State and then Ariel of Aggieville, then back and just have some sort of a re- one-man relay race going against each other and see who can be the quickest uh, drone pilot. You know, may- maybe when uh, we get a little downtime, because I know like in April, uh, we're trying to do a NFL combine up on the sixth floor between us, uh, communic- communications, video, social teams, kind of get a 40 yard dash in the hallway. I don't know who could type the most words the fastest. So maybe we'll throw that in there with it. (laughs) That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, Before we get into talking about, uh, you know, a topic that I I wanted to touch on way back in the off season and I just didn't make happen. Remember we are sponsored by Manhattan Brewing Company. Cody, you asked a question and this is a little bit of time traveling because we have not recorded the episode yet, but you asked a question to me you know, if I could put any brewery in Manhattan, anywhere in the world, what would I do? I wouldn't because I truly believe Manhattan Brewing Company is the best brewery in the entire state of Kansas and region. If you guys are not following them, as we're talking about on social media, I'm I'm not going to say the two beers that they announced in the last 24 hours. One is on tap. One is about to be on tap. If someone sends me a DM, the first person to send me a DM saying what those two beers are that they just announced this uh, on today, on the 19th, I will send you guys some Bosco's Boys swag. So go to their Twitter page, make sure you're following them, tell me what beers they just announced. They have the most delicious, most fresh beer in the state, and also they have amazing Christmas decorations up there. I'm going to try to get in there on Wednesday after I leave the K-State Radford game because I'm taking the day off. I didn't take enough days off the secret day job. So my Christmas break is starting on the 21st. So I can see the double header K-State women and men's basketball back to back on a Wednesday morning and early afternoon. Check out Manhattan Brewing Company today. All right, Cody, this is what I wanted to talk about. And I wanted to talk about this back in, uh, you know, the off season. It coincided with uh, Jay deciding, you know, to leave. Maybe he was just like, no, I I don't want to go through this. Uh, You know, I'm just going to leave it to Cody. But Bruce Weber and K-State, that era came to an end. We had a coaching search, and then we had ultimately Jerome Tang. I am so happy that happened. But as someone who truly was working, like I think you said, 75% of your work was with the men's basketball team. Walk me through how those final weeks of the Bruce uh, Weber era felt for you. And then kind of we'll we'll go in chronological order, but just how did you hear the news and how do you get ready for 
uh, stuff that you're going to put on social media, anything that surrounds, you know, the changing of a guard with the coach exiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a weird, just a weird scenario. Cause I had like coaches shows I'd have to do every single week. So even the week before I just did a coach show with Bruce. Um, and I mean, we had the last four games of the season I and mean, we were still on bubble watch. I mean, and then I think we, there was a couple slip ups there. We lost the Iowa state game at home. Um, and then we were like, okay, maybe we're going to schedule a mid-tier game with somebody. And we're like, well, when are we going to play that? Because we leave on Thursday. So we're just like, there's a lot of uncertainty going on with like the schedule and like what, what all we need to get done. Um, yeah, we go up to the Big 12 tournament. And oddly enough, the hotel we stayed at was the same tournament or same hotel we stayed at the COVID year. Um, so like I remember the COVID year uh, waking up to go to our game on, I think it would have been Friday. And they're like, season's done. Like we're going home. We're like, Cause I stayed up to like three in the morning working on the video the night before. Cause we beat TCU. Maybe I got yeah, up. Like it, it was TCU because I was, when, when we were at T-Mobile, I was talking to my dad. I was pointing out. Yeah. I was sitting right there. The last live sporting event in America with fans was K-State TCU that night of the uh, big 12 tournament. Yeah. Cause it was like an eight o'clock game, something in there. So I got up the next day and like, we're going home and it was just surreal. Like I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. And so came back, but uh, then that big 12 tournament, we lose to, was it TCU again? Uh, we beat, I don't know if no, we, we beat, lost no, the West Virginia. West it was Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. We lost to West Virginia. Yeah, so uh, we lose to them again, kind of a heartbreak. I mean, there was just, you know, kind of just something in the air, and, like, you just, you knew, like, it's hard. Um, like You just, in a press conference is going on, so you go back to the hotel, and I'm just, like, labeling clips, and I'm like, well, uh, I mean, it's just kind of, you know, it's in the air. So next morning, same thing, go down to the same area. We had donuts sitting there kind of with the, some of the other people in the athletic department. And Gene was talking about, cause I'm like, we need to get a, we had a post ready to go. Uh, like, thank you coach, you know, cause um, so we had that ready. And then um, on the way back or the night, that night of at the, I remember I went, I usually don't go in the locker rooms after games, but I'm like, I need to capture this moment. Cause this, we capture history. Like that is, we're telling the story of K-State athletics. And I mean, Bruce did everything right here at K-State. Um, and so we went in there and I captured the moment. And he, it was, I was, I was in tears. The whole team was in tears filming uh, that moment. And so the next day I was like, okay, on the way home, I'm going to work on this video of just telling the Bruce 10 year story, just kind of what he meant to K-State and everything. And so I worked on that thing all the way home. They got back to football stadium, worked on it that afternoon. And uh, Jay wasn't there. This is like maybe two weeks after Jay left. So I was like, that was like my second week of kind of helping run men's basketball account along with Emily. And they were at the NCAA tournament at that, or I guess they were in Kansas city for their tournament. And uh, so I was like, okay, let's get this video out. And like, I mean, I feel like I did a good job of telling what Bruce was to K-State and like what he meant and just who he was as a person. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, obviously the next week or so NCAA tournaments going on. So it's going to be hard. You're trying to, you're hearing names left and right, you know, Twitter's throwing out names and, I'm not on the message boards, but I mean, stuff gets thrown out there and every, you know, I'm listening to, and uh, I'm asking kind of some higher ups like the Kenny Lanus and uh, some Casey Scott's. I'm like, Hey, like, what do we need to know? Like as far as graphics getting ready, we had multiple meetings, just like what this is going to look like. Cause luckily we just went through the climate higher. I guess it was two years higher before Um So we had Emily Starkey kind of in there like, Hey, this is what we did for social then. Um, and so we, we had all the stuff prepped, ready to go. The, we had just a generic, signed contract we had just a couple of generic like quotes of what people are saying we had an accolades graphic ready to go um and then i mean it was probably day before maybe we officially knew it was coach tang um 
So we reached out to Baylor, like, hey, can we get some video clips and photos that we can put in place here, swap out the bear with a power cat on the side. Um, and then, I mean, I think we had like three or four days before Coach Tang actually came here for his press conference. So we got a Zoom interview, tried to just get as much stuff as we could to help promote the program while he wasn't here. Because, I mean, there's only so much you can do with uh, FaceTime uh, interviews and everything like that. Yeah, so you, you hit on some of the things that I, I was – I'm super interested in. Uh, you talked about how you had the generic graphics and all that type of stuff. So did you ever – did you ever put like any names or anything out there uh, besides Jerome Tang? N- not that like, oh, you heard something, but did you like workshop? Oh, you know, Scott McFarlane, like head coach didn't see how like some of this stuff actually looks on paper. Are you like, seriously, it just says placeholder name, placeholder accolades. Like how does that, you know, pre-work for a rollout for a hire actually go? You know, it's kind of similar actually to like a recruiting graphics that you make. Um, like, so for a lot of recruits, um, they make, and I think, uh, at the time it was maybe Ella Hinton. She was a graphic designer here for a long time. She was really, really talented. I'm pretty sure it was her or Emily McMillan once again, uh, that had the graphics ready to go. But it's like I said, it's like the recruiting folders and you do first name, long last name is literally what you put in there just in case, like someone has a huge last name that you need, you can't change the text for. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure we just always did first name, last name. And then I'm, I think we just used some generic like player or coach photos um, just as placeholders and then swap them out and change name and everything. What luckily coach tank has a pretty short name, so it's easy to throw in there. <laughs> Definitely. And then also, you know, Baylor, they're a Nike school. So you didn't have to worry about switching out any uh, brand logos, just the bear for the power cat. Um, oh, go ahead. Were you oh, gonna I was going to say, but the problem was it was like most of the photos were the previous year was COVID. Everyone is wearing masks still. Oh, so there was a lot I of didn't mask even photos. think about that. Like hanging down. Or, I mean, and I, technically until two weeks before Coach Tank got here, we had masks in Bramlage and we were wearing them to work, which is like surreal and kind of from the athletic department. Like there's two years of footage of masks and social distancing that were like, that is wild. I mean, obviously it happens, but you try to stay away from that because that ages the, any photo, any video you use. I mean, you might have a really good shot, but then the stands are 10% full. So, man, I, that that is wild. I did I did not even think about that. That is that is I'm glad you said that. All right. Uh so Jerome Tang gets hired. You know, it, it's a, a masterful rollout when it immediately happens. Um, how long do you guys have to wait? So I, I think I recall uh trying to DM you because at at this point, you know, I'm trying to find out any information I can. You know, there there are all sorts of rumors flying around, but then uh, you know, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, you know, this is me saying it, Kate, Scott Wildcat, Scott McFarlane, not Cody Izzard and part of the athletic department. There are all the rumors around Brad Underwood because uh, th- that was the big name. That was the name that dominated everything. There were a couple names that came in. Uh, you know, there was Grant McCaslin out of uh, North Texas, but it very quickly became Jerome Tang uh, being the name. You know, I, I started hearing that. Uh, some from folks who cover the coaching search very closely and I zeroed in on it. And I I think, I think it became pretty obvious to me based on some of the other folks who are in the journalistic world, that was going to be him for a while. It ends up getting reported out. I, I, I don't remember who had the news first, but it was one of the national guys breaking news, K-State tired, drone tank, blah, 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 blah. When that stuff happens, when the news is getting broken from a journalist, 
How, how, what, what does that look like for you? At this point, you already know. You have the graphics. Everything is ready. Do you have to wait for like a text, you know, or, you know, the old, you know, cat train videos, Gene Taylor hits the button, a cell phone pops up and he says, yo, Cody, we ready. And then you like shoot out the tweets. How does that work? Yeah. Oh man. I'm trying to remember back to all this. Um, Cause it was just such a hectic time in life. Just anyways. Um, Cause man, so I, I want to, so I know we had multiple meetings, like I said, and like we had all this stuff kind of prepped and we might've had like four names from the first meeting that like, whatever, like they'll let us know kind of how it goes. But we had a group text going on for sure. Um, that I think like I might've, I'm pretty sure I did see it on Twitter first. Uh, and, but I mean, like I said, there's so much stuff flying around on Twitter. You just never know. And so I texted the group with like our graphic designer, uh, like Starkey, Kenny, and uh, whoever else was in it. And I was like, hey, is this like true? And they're like, hold off. Or I think he's like, hold off or something for a bit. And then I'm pretty sure within a few minutes, they were like, yeah, like, this is it. Like, get this ready to go um, tomorrow. Because I think it was a Sunday maybe? or Yeah, so it, it happened on a Sunday because I remember it coming from a blue check that was trusted. And I think DY at K-State Online ran a story. So then I did like an instant reaction, like live show as all this stuff is trickling in. I might have missed when you guys officially tweeted out. Or you guys might have waited until Monday morning. I'm I can't sure quite we, remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Because I remember like I was not at work. And I remember I was just like, I, I'm pretty sure like one of my high school best friends got married that weekend. And I was back home and I was like driving back. And I was just like, is this going on? And they're like, yeah, we'll talk about it first thing in the morning. I'm like, okay, like we don't need to break the news or anything. Uh, Cause I don't know if like, I don't know if the contracts or how that all worked out. Like that's, that's above me even. So uh, yeah. So I'm pretty sure we first thing in the morning, like, yeah, we talked They're like, okay, we can put this out at this time. Uh, we can hop on a, or I think he sent in a video message right away. And then we, people started tweeting a bunch of stuff, like, you know, as soon as it came out. So then that's when we we're grabbing quote tweets from Scott Drew's quotes from ESPN, you know, just like saying how good it is putting that in there just filler stuff. And then I it was like four or five that afternoon where uh, D Scott Fritchin, who does all the sports extras and I, uh, and Tom Gilbert hopped on a, a zoom with coach Tang and just kind of went through it. But I, I'm pretty sure at the same time, all of us were, it was such a, such a whirlwind. Cause they just lost that Saturday. I think they just lost uh, an NCAA tournament. And so like all of us were like, you know, we're asking questions and it was just like, everyone's just like up here. It's, it, it was his first coaching job and like my first time with a new coach and all that stuff. So how much of a gift was it that he then had maybe the greatest introductory press conference of all time? I, I think the clip of him screaming, it's a great day to be a wildcat, just owning that room that is going to live regardless of what the Jerome Tang era turns into. That's going to live in, you know, like you said, the history of the, uh, of K-State forever. What was it like, taking in all of that and then uh, being able to then turn around and tweet out clips from that and really get the fan base rolling, get the fan base excited just off of a press conference. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, so Emily Starkey and I with Casey Scott went down and we picked him up with his family, like down in Texas. And like, you know, I'm, I'm a K-State fan through and through. Like I'm, I like, I was almost crying when we won the big 12, like uh, everything we do with K-State I love. And like, so going down there, it was like kind of a surreal moment just to begin with. I'm like, holy crap, I'm like one of the first few K-State people to meet Coach Tang and like tell this. I'm like, okay, you know, it's like, like I said, we're history makers. We got to tell the story here. Um, and then just like, as we're, it, as we're walking through the airport with all the fans and media, and he's just like throwing up the go cats. Uh, I accidentally introduced him to Robert 
uh so so i'm the person like i remember seeing that i remember seeing that in the video in my group chat and i i I don't i don't recall if i knew it was you who did it but i remember in my group chat be like oh man they just like full-on like had had robert like meet him like 30 seconds off the plane yeah i'm pretty sure you tweeted you threw uh someone threw coach under the bus right there and so i remember like he got a hold of him for like it's probably only like 10 seconds but it felt like so long just in the grand scheme of things and uh, i was like oh man sorry coach on that one and so like we get there and then he meets the team and like so he so he met the team the night before and i was like dang that was a good like that was a good introduction right there um and then the next day like with the press conference and everything and it was just lights out and then they had like an nlc event which is uh like the big donors of k-state uh he met with them that just night. a few dollars about uh, above what i'm giving yes just a couple dollars couple pennies uh and he met with them that night after the press conference and it was kind of a you know off the mic kind of uh say, say what you really mean and he said some things there that like coaches normally don't say but it was like it was authentic like he meant it and like what he said to the fans and i mean that's how he's been for the past six nine months now so uh yeah but like he hit that out of the park that day and like uh i'm trying to think someone someone talked about it recently that when there's viral moments you can't hit it over enough so if a team has a viral moment share that share that share that as much as possible um so like we hit it back then like that day like we could not put out as much as much content as we put out like fans were eating it up and numbers were just skyrocketing um and then like so then so that's nine months ago big 12 championship happens this weekend that entire week we're like we can't hit any of these moments enough because fans just are going to tear it up and like it any any click is good so kind of all ties together there we go trying to figure out the mute on my uh, mic no what you guys have done during uh basically from the moment the game ended basically still going what you guys have done around the big 12 championship has just been amazing every time a new video comes out it's like man i didn't think i could like a new video more i didn't think i could like a piece of content more than the previous one you guys have absolutely blown that out of the park i got one more question then i'm gonna have a few quick hitting k-state ones and a few quick hitting holiday questions as well uh but the the last kind of big one is i saw the video that you put out of yourself being able to send through that tweet of k-state being big 12 champions you could see the emotion running through your body feeling it you know basically just like us fans did walk me through what's going through your head in that moment again this is your profession this is your job but as you've said you you're a lifelong k-state fan you're still feeling these moments you know as a fan as well how do you kind of balance the emotions of okay this is my job but also like damn this is the third big 12 championship in my life this is only k-state's I think sixth in their, in their, you know, history in football, how do you kind of balance all that with it also being, yeah, this is still my job. Yeah. So like the surreal part is like, that was the first time I've ever sat in a press row on press box, like ever. Cause when we're at home games, uh, we have like our little creative studio area that we're away from everybody. So we're upstanding, we're clapping, we're cheering, uh, road games. Um, I, we don't normally go to them just cause we can do everything from back at home, back at the home stadium. Uh, and then years past, I'm always like filming, you know, or stuff like that. So uh, it, it was just kind of a, like, you know, you just know the etiquette about things, how, how you do things that K-State journalism came in handy right there, uh, how to do it. But uh, so like night before we we went through, we walked through everything, like found press box, found everything, just kind of like, you know, you just feel at the moment like a team does. Uh, we get there and like, like I said, we were confetti ready. Like we had a plan in place, 
which I, I think like we had not talked that through like our whole creative team, it would have been a whole another ball game. Um, but yeah, like you have a job to do. Like we, we kind of talked it through, like we had our captions all ready to go for post game, like win the dang day. Um, yeah. Or won the dang day. I'm trying to think your wildcats are big 12 champions was the Wyatt's famous call from 2012. Um, like all our captions we had ready to go. Like if I had to think about them in the moment, I would have been so done for, like I, I have a notes list just of like generic captions. I'm just ready to go. If like anyone scores a touchdown, any like major moment like that. Um, so like it, it's all in the prep work really. And then, uh, but like I, I posted another photo, like my heart rate from 1102 till 333 was above 120. It, it like was probably not healthy. I probably should see a doctor, but uh, it, and then like went to overtime and all that stuff. And like, I mean, we, we had the, the graphic ready with the final score. So I had to make a final score graphic and I had to change like four separate times. Cause I'm like, okay, TCU is going to score. And then we're going to score a touchdown plus two. So I made it. Okay. We stopped them. Like, oh, okay. We're going to score a touchdown here. We, you know, and then like we played, I'm like, okay, I got to change this out to like 31, 28 or whatever it was. Um, so then I had that ready to go. And it's like, I luckily had, like I said, had the caption and then it's just, it's just holding it together. And Emily and I, she's the one I gave the high five to. We uh, were like, okay, we're going to post our four things, five things we have ready to go. And then we're heading to the field. Cause like, she's a K-State grad. She's a K-State fan. Like we, you have to enjoy that moment. Like content, we, we were thinking about putting out a post like, Hey, BRB going to go get some confetti. Like, we're just like, okay, we'll be back in 20, 30 minutes. And like, uh, like while we're on the field, like Will Howard is like around and around clapping hands with like fans. And I'm like, okay. So I just like pulled out my phone and wasn't planned, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to grab this really quick while I'm down here. I'm in the moment. So uh, it's a matter of like, yeah, just being, being a fan, you got to enjoy the moment, but at the same time being so prepped that nothing's really going to catch you off guard. Um, had, had we lost, I don't know what I would have done, honestly, but uh, yeah. I so, guess we'll never know. You know, that was a long, long answer to all that. Yeah, no, it, and like I said, everything in the in those moments uh, were great. Uh, I'm going to have a couple quick hitters, a little bit of K-State, a little bit of Christmas as well. And these quick hitters are sponsored by Charlie Hustle. Folks, you're probably not going to get anything shipped to your house in time for Christmas, but if you live in the Kansas City area, you can still get down to their store on the Country Club Plaza. You want some crazy comfortable stylish officially licensed k-state gear they got it are you a fan of the football team in kansas city well they got the arrowhead collection they have all sorts of kansas city icon stuff and the famous kansas city heart shirts as well do you live in manhattan well they're not a sponsor but i'm pretty sure k-state superstore has some uh exclusive charlie hustle gear that i might have got the last time i was in manhattan as well I will be rocking my K-State, one of my five different now, five different K-State Charlie Hustle crew neck sweatshirts to the K-State games on Wednesday, the doubleheader men's and women's. If you see me, come say hi. I got to meet a lot and slap a lot of hands at the K-State game in Kansas City. Come find me on Wednesday, and I'll be rocking my Charlie Hustle. I hope you do as well. All right, Cody, here's the first question. Uh, first how much fun did you have, uh, you know, seeing those super sexy white football helmets with the numbers and the pennant Willie on the other side? And then also, are alternate uniforms cursed for football? Um, absolutely all time. Like, those are, are the best uniforms we have had. And, like, I was just talking about this the other day. So, like, we kind of have, like, a you know, we lose a game. We don't really use those photos for anything, especially, like, those photos. 
And like, it just hurt so bad because it was a beautiful sunny day. Like everything looked so good. And there was like, so when we had all those all big 12 all American awards coming out, we had so many good looking photos of Deuce and Malik and all those. And it's like, can't really use any of those photos because you know it's from that day game that we lost. Um, one of the top uniform matchups of the year, Mizzou. Mizzou uniform matchup is also pretty good. Um, and then, oh, secret uniforms in the works. I That's also above me. I wish I knew. I also didn't say that. I just asked if uniforms are cursed. You went there. Oh, that makes me no, think that there's some secret uniforms that I think you just slipped, slipped up. No. I think that there are some secret uniforms. Might not see them in the Sugar Bowl, but that, that tells me that you guys already have videos ready and they just decided, well, we lost versus Tulane. We can't break these out. No, I wish. I 100% wish. I would be, I'm all about that. Anytime we have new uniforms, like the new script for basketball and like the lavenders, I'm like, those are my all time favorite videos to like make, post, share them because it's, they're amazing. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not a curse kind of guy, but it, it is crushing my morale a little bit when we wear them. So um, if, if we come out with new uniforms, I'm 100% for it. But if we lose again, I think I might, I'm done for with new football uniforms. So. I did declare uh, on a Twitter Spaces show with Kellis Robinette. I, I said, "There's no way we lose this game. There are no curses." And then, sure enough, it didn't happen. Um, here, here's the next one: when those videos or come out, when when it's like, okay, hey, we're gonna have a new helmet, or you know, if there were to be super secret new basketball uniforms, I don't know, I don't know. How far in advance are you guys doing those videos? Because again. The photo shoot and the videos that you guys had uh, for the Pennant Willie helmets, those went viral as well. So how far in advance are you guys doing that? And are you guys finding out before the majority of the team does? Yeah. So uh, now with my new role, I'm like on the branding committee for K-State Athletics. Um, it sounds bigger than it is. Um, most of the time it's just talking about like what kind of stuff's going to apparel lines and how you guys buy all of it out. So uh, but we, but yeah, we so. need more of the script Wildcats and what, what, what timeout? Sorry. I, this is why I'm not a professional. And this is why I'm a fan doing a podcast. What do you guys call what we, the fans call cocaine, uh, Willie or the cocaine cat? What do you guys call that logo? Uh, ratty cat, ratty cat, not nearly as fun, but probably a little bit more politically uh, correct. Yeah. I, I call him scary, scary Willie. Cause like he does look, just look angry, but, uh, yeah. So like, but uniforms, like I remember with the helmets, I, it was probably August, early August or so. Um, we talked about, cause I was third game of the season, second game, third game, right? That, third game. Um, third game. Yeah. It was Al Serby, who is a K-State, KSU equipment on Twitter. Uh, he's the one that always doing like the laundry photos after games and stuff like that. He's on the committee with us and he's like, Hey, just a heads up. This is like right before first game of the season. He's like, Hey, heads up. If we win the Mizzou game, uh coaches approved like uh and he he pulled this helmet out of his bag like he literally brought a bag to the meeting he's like coaches approved this all right like, okay like i thought about like you know i was thinking a picture for my friends and all this stuff uh but i'm like i know i'm a professional so uh yeah so he he brought that out we're like okay that's really that's a great idea so mizzou mizzou wins you know we had all the billboards ready to go and then on i think it was like monday because i don't know if coach had the he didn't have the helmet at the press conference so monday i talked to our uh video alec and chandler and i was like hey we got these uniforms going on um can you guys shoot these you know for us and so they went out to it's called fairmount park which is uh on the east side of manhattan there and uh there's like an old football field there 
so they went out probably Monday night or Tuesday night, shot all that, got all the photos. And then I think we posted about it as either Thursday or Friday um, for that. So like for those, that was, yeah, I mean, it was, I knew that was luckily we knew in advance, but uh, the photos and video, that was the week of, but like back when we had the uh, script Wildcats and the Lavender Wildcats, like that was like two or three days before the game. We're like, Hey, uh, we're going to drop these. Can you go film a video? And I was like, all, all right, let's oh, knock wow. this out. So uh, it's not normally as it's like, you don't think we, we don't know weeks before. Usually like the creative team is like a week or two, a week, maybe two weeks in advance. So, okay. So, so the, those were done in the old practice gyms at Ahern, right? The, uh, yeah. with, with uh, Xavier Steen, McCall Maywean, and uh, I think Mike McGurl was, were in those. Uh, Pearson. Pearson. Oh, Pearson. Yes, yes, yes. Good call. Yep. Yep. Those were great. That, that was an all time great rollout. So since you're on the branding committee, if you were just completely in charge, you can choose either football or basketball uh, for a uniform concept, you know, straight from the mind of Cody, a Cody special. What what sort of concept, what sort of look would you have them go for? I, I was just talking about this with my friends. So uh, I wrote down with like all my college friends. Uh, they said, give them a shout out. So Mark, Kyle and Christian, Cal Pitt, uh, big boneheads. Uh, we wrote down to Dallas and we were talking about that same thing. And I was like, I don't know about the, the jerseys per se, but like, I would love to just see like a, maybe like a purple helmet with like a uh, lavender chrome face mask, kind of like Baylor did with the gold back in the day. And then maybe just the lavender uh, scrappy cat, rat, ratty cat on the side. Um, I don't think I ever want to do a full lavender football jersey. I'm pretty, pretty prominent on the purple, just maybe like a lavender accent, but uh, I think a, like a chrome lavender face mask is uh what, I, what i'm thinking about yeah it, it i think the best possible thing if lavender was ever going to come into football it's just the traditional purple home jerseys with the white pants and then everywhere where there's silver on the foot on the football jersey so on the stripes make those lavender you know the inner stripe where it's you know it's purple white purple on the white pants purple lavender purple and then just do uh the same stripe on the white helmet so uh that's that's what i have and then uh, basketball again I, I didn't know you're on the branding com committee I'm now going to probably uh, be bugging you more than I should he here's the two ways I want big game grades to come back one of one of these two ways go with one of the old school kind of like 1950s era Kansas State uh, type thing but it's stacked on top of each other instead of you know being broken up by the number with the gray so it's like a faux back like hey all right we're taking this 1950s uniform uh, and this is, this is what, you know, this is what we, uh, want to do, but change it up a little bit or just the gray uniform with the pennant Willie just right there. Because, you know, some of those teams have the, uh, just the logo jerseys. I know some people don't like those. I like those. So th those are my submissions just in case, you know, you're ever talking to anyone at Nike. If you're talking to, you know, Jerome Tang, who's, who's like saying, Hey, we need some uniforms. Cody, what do, what do you think? Just have those in the back of your mind. Yeah, like I said, uh, the the branding it's it sounds bigger than it is. It doesn't have very. No, much I, I'm now going to send everyone your way. Anytime yeah. someone wants to talk about uniforms, I'm like, hey, this guy, this Cody, you know, I'm, I'm going to at you. He's on the branding committee. He's Big making game. all the decisions. You're unilaterally making all the decisions. Uh, I do love me some Big Game Grace. Like that was like when I was in college from four, 13 to 17 won some big games in the grays. I'm all about those. Like Thomas Gibson, just like making it another color of gray always just a memory stuck in there 
Um, also with the big logo, that is like one of my least favorite jerseys that any team wears, like the oh. Duke and the Iowa States. They're just, it's just so uneven, I feel like. So, well, okay. Well, I now feel like I don't have any like taste. Like, you're one of the few people in the world who could make me change my mind on that. So, I'm going to move on past that. Uh, final kind of quick hitter for K State, kind of K State related. If you could get any former Wildcat to open the door to bring on the Cats for, let's say, the home opener next year, who is your choice to bring on the Cats opening up that door? The football opening the door? Yep. Any former cat. Uh, Taco Wallace is just an absolute great all-time name. Amazing. Um, and probably either Chris Harper or John Huber. Just like two kind of underrated cats. But like when I was in high school, you know, mid, like I think I was early, late high school, you know, you're like, that's when you're biggest fanatic. Like, because you realize, oh, they're a little bit older than me, but they're like still like stars. I, I love them. Like I thought Huber was an absolute stud and it's still an underrated running back here um but yeah one of the one of those two so definitely love that uh kind of underrated thing and then also all the purple pyro going on this year the entrances were amazing all right we're going to get just a couple quick hitter festive questions and then i'm gonna let you go on with your day what is your all-time favorite christmas movie i'm probably gonna go christmas vacation uh actually in west stadium we have five movies that just rotate on the tvs basically from like after Thanksgiving on it's like uh elf Christmas vacation miracle on 34th street home alone and there's one other one that but yeah they rotate 24 hours up there so definitely it's it's good I actually had the mic uh, muted when you said that Chauncey just went nuts barking at something so uh, hopefully it's not a home intruder home alone style um all right are you a uh, w- with your uh stocking are, are you someone who uh, growing up, did, did Santa fill the stocking or, uh, with wrapped gifts or unwrapped gifts? Uh, I'm pretty sure they were unwrapped. Unless this might be like some of them were gift cards and then those were wrapped. But like usually it was just like, yeah, something small that was unwrapped. But a gift card was always wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Favorite Christmas song of all time? I don't know if I have a favorite, um, but I'm going to go artist, Bing Crosby is like probably my go-to like he's yeah, always sneakily he's like, my, like my top 10 of he just always sneaks in there like oh july and i'll be like bean crosby christmas or some uh brett eldridge christmas just some classics right there there you go and then the final one what's your all-time favorite christmas tradition it can either be from your childhood or currently um honestly like it's probably just going and hanging out with my cousins we used to do it back in my hometown Elmwood, kansas shout out right there um we'd always yeah, uh, we have three cousins that we're super close with. My family does, so they'd either fly or drive in from KC. Um, the last few years, we're all getting older now, so we all go up to Kansas City, and uh, we've been doing some white elephant gifts uh, that we trade along. The it's absolutely terrible gifts each year, um, but it's it's pretty funny now. We have a, we call them cousin ragers, so uh, we we turn those into quite the parties afterwards. So. Hey, that's the way to do it. Uh, that's all I had for you. So what do you want to tell your fellow, uh, you know, K-State fans and all the boneheads uh, before I let you get back on with your evening? Um, you know, that I am also a fellow bonehead. So there's been multiple times when I've thought about tweeting something that like one of the boneheads say, or just say this is gargantuan or just, just little snippets that like lets you guys know the athletic accounts are actually kind of 
you know, we're, we know what's going on with the athletic world. Uh, kind of like with the Felix and UDK, uh, when Texas was uh, calling him out, you know, we had a little fun with that, the big 12 championship. So, uh, our athletic department, we're, we're trendy. You know, we listen to what you guys are saying. So, uh, just don't tweet mean things to us after losses because we can't control that. So, <laughs> see, I, I think uh, the next time, just keep a little folder of like funny, angry tweets that people send at the uh, Twitter accounts. Uh, just keep a little folder of those, and, and you don't have to like say who says them on air. Uh, but we'll we'll kind of do what we do with Gene Taylor the next time we have you on. Hey, what's like the funniest like angry email or funniest angry tweet that you guys have received? Uh, after something happened and uh, just have that locked and ready to go oh i absolutely should because uh that was that uh, last week when uh, espn plus wasn't streaming uh i i'm like behind the men's basketball account here and so you guys are all tweeting at me i'm like hey i'm just a social guy like i don't know what's going on like, i saw that and i laughed and then uh so here, here's a little behind the scenes thing i i dm'd a friend of the show he's been on like five or six times brian smaller i'm like Hey, is this like an ESPN plus thing or like what's going on? That's before I realized it was all the games that were supposed to like go off at like six or seven, whatever time tip was. And then uh, he like got back to me. I was like, yeah, I just saw those. Everyone else was just curious what was going on and uh, talk about like the ultimate professional. I just want to give a shout out to Brian Smaller. Uh, I hope Brian Smaller has the best Christmas of all time. Oh, for sure. I uh, talked to him before I hopped on here. I asked if he had anything to say to you and he said, just be professional. I'm like, all right, Brian. So. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna need to get uh, I'm gonna need to get Brian on to talk about women's basketball because man, they're off to a hot start. Uh, we'll, we'll soon have another uh, volleyball coach. The new, the uh, you know, leading us into a new era. We'll have a new volleyball coach shortly. So I think the Bonehead should prepare themselves for a Brian Smaller episode very shortly. Uh, you know, in inside the new year. So I want to thank you, Cody, for coming on. I know you had such a busy day. I know you know you have a beautiful wife you're a dog dad you soon will be the world's best young dad in the world as well so i appreciate you giving me about you know hour plus of your time i, I had a blast talking to you and you know i'm gonna try to like you know not i'm not gonna throw anything at you but i'm gonna try to get your attention on wednesday oh absolutely i'll make sure to come say hello misty at the kansas city game but i just want to say thank you because uh every morning when i'm walking ralph uh, i turn on bosco boys i don't think i'm missing like two months now like i every literally every day i'm i'm walking to ralph listening to it so uh you are our our ears uh in the morning so well happy happy christmas to ralph as well so uh but yeah that's all we got uh folks uh you know you guys are going to be listening to this on national signing day on the 21st we will have a live show at 7 p.m we'll talk a little bit of k-state hoops we'll talk national signing day on the uh Probably on the 23rd, you guys will hear my conversation with Drew Galloway of K-State Online to break down everything National Signing Day. And then before you know it, it is going to be Christmas. Uh, we're recording this on the second day of Hanukkah. You guys will be listening to this on the fourth day of Hanukkah. So happy Hanukkah to everyone who celebrates. Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Holidays. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you have the means, please consider during this time of holiday spirit, giving to a charitable organization near and dear to your heart. And for Cody, for the best dog in the world, Chauncey, for Ralph as well, we love you guys and go Cats.
Network.